0: it's really interesting to learn about the moon let's start by looking at some basic facts related to the moon first of all the moon might look kinda small up in the sky but actually it's about a fourth the size of the Earth, so it's huge now up in the sky it looks like it's almost exactly the same size as the Sun but in reality the Sun's about 500 times larger than the moon The reason that they look like they're about the same size is because the Sun is so much further away. Now, because of the moon's craters sometimes it looks a little bit like the moon is full of holes or a little bit like a piece of Swiss cheese. That's why in cartoons sometimes they'll picture the moon as being made of cheese. But the reality is the moon is made of rock not cheese. One of the most interesting things about the moon is that As it revolves around the Earth, it has the same rotation. What I mean is, for every time it revolves around the Earth, it only rotates one time. And what that means is that the same side of the Moon always ends up facing the Earth. Up until the first space exploration program in 1959, no one had ever even seen the backside, called the far side, of the Moon. We had only seen the near side of the Moon. So lots of people wondered what was back there. Of course, it turned out the back side of the moon or the far side of the moon was very similar to the near side of the moon. Now, you've probably noticed that the moon looks different on different nights. It's really just a matter of perspective. If you look at this model of the moon right now, you'll see that what you're looking at looks all black. Now, to me, the moon looks all white because I'm looking at the other side. When you look at the moon like this, the moon probably looks half white to you. It's white on the left. But as I look at it, it's white on the right. It's just a matter of perspective. You see, the moon doesn't actually produce its own light. All it does is it reflects light from the sun. And so, the reason the moon looks different is because the sun and the earth and the moon are in different positions at different times. In reality, the moon is almost always halfway lit up. Sometimes, from the Earth, it might look like this, and sometimes it might look like this. But just like this model, it's almost always halfway lit up. Unless, of course, there's a lunar eclipse. That would be the only time it's not halfway lit up. But from the Earth, we only see part of it, and so it may look like this, or it may look like this, or it may you may not be able to see it at all. Sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's a little bit light, and sometimes it's all the way white. As the moon goes around the Earth, it takes about a month for it to go all the way around, about 29 and a half days. And so, it goes through a set of phases where it goes from looking completely dark to looking completely white, and then all the way back to dark again. Now, this is called the lunar cycle, and that's what we're going to be learning about today. Let's go over the four main phases that the moon goes through. When we're looking at the moon, we always consider the first phase to be called new moon that's when the moon looks completely dark. Actually from the earth you can't really see the moon at all during new moon. The next major phase is called first quarter. And that's when the moon looks half white. And the side on the right is the side that's lit up. The next major phase is called the full moon. And that's when the moon looks completely white. And then we have the third quarter or sometimes called the last quarter. And that's when the left side of the moon looks white. And then after that, we go back to new moon and start a new cycle again. Now, there are four more vocabulary words that we need to learn to help us be able to understand all the phases of the moon between those four major phases. So one word that we're going to look at is called waxing. Waxing is when the moon gets a little bit lighter every night. And so that would be from new moon to full moon. So as you see, as I turn this model of the moon, it's getting wider and wider and wider and wider until it becomes completely full. That's called waxing. As I keep turning it, it gets darker and darker and darker and darker until we get all the way back to the new moon and you can't see the white side of the model at all. And that's called waning. So waxing is when it's getting brighter and waning is when it's getting darker. You've probably noticed that on some nights, the moon looks kind of like this. That's called a crescent, when it looks a little bit banana shaped. On some nights, it's more white than it is black that's called gibbous when it looks maybe a little bit like a flat ball so if you can remember those four main phases the new moon the first quarter the full moon in the third quarter and you can remember those four vocabulary words the waxing and waning crescent and gibbous you'll be able to understand and describe the moon in every one of its phases so i don't expect you to remember all those words right now we're going to look at it a little bit more in depth to help us remember what each one of those words means To understand the phases that the moon goes through each month, we're going to look at the diagram that helps show the different positions of the moon. We'll learn how to draw these diagrams shortly, but first, let's make sure we understand our four major moon phases and the four words we need to explain all the other phases. In this diagram, we have the earth in the middle and the sun is to the right. We have all our four major phases, the new moon, the first quarter, full moon and third quarter. The new moon occurs when the moon is between the earth and the sun. You can remember the new moon by thinking of it as no moon. During the new moon you cannot see the moon at all because the side of the moon that is reflecting sunlight is facing away from the earth. Also the new moon rises about the same time as sunrise and it sets at about 6 pm so you can't even see it faintly because it's against a bright sky all day long. Occasionally the earth, moon and sun are so perfectly lined up that the moon blocks the view of the sun. This is called a solar eclipse and can only occur during a new moon. As we move counterclockwise around the earth, we have the first quarter moon. The first quarter moon occurs about a week after the new moon. It looks like half of a moon it rises at about noon and sets around midnight with the first quarter moon the right side of the moon appears lit as we continue moving counterclockwise around the earth we reach the full moon the full moon occurs about seven days after the first quarter because the moon is on the opposite side of the sun it looks fully lit as viewed from the earth the only exception is when the moon earth and sun are so perfectly lined up that the earth's shadow falls on the moon This is called a lunar eclipse. But normally, the full moon appears to be completely white. The full moon rises at sunset and sets at sunrise. So not only is it extra bright, but it's out all night long. As we move counterclockwise around the Earth, the next phase of the moon is the third quarter, which is sometimes called the last quarter. The third quarter occurs about a week after the full moon. The third quarter moon rises around midnight and sets around noon the following day. At third quarter, the left side of the moon appears lit. So, those are the four main phases of the moon. The new moon, first quarter, full moon, and third quarter. Each one is about a week apart and it takes about a month to complete the whole cycle. It's important to understand that when we see a moon diagram on a test, The sun is not always on the right, so you can't just memorize the positions of the moon phases. You've got to learn where they are relative to the earth and the sun. Now, we just need to remember four other words to describe all the other phases between the four major phases. When the moon is getting brighter each night, it is waxing. As you can see, the moon is waxing between new moon and full moon. When less and less of the moon is visible each night, it is waning. As you can see, the moon is waning between full moon and new moon. A crescent moon is when the moon is less than half full. A crescent moon looks a little bit banana shaped. You can also remember what a crescent moon looks like if you know what a crescent wrench looks like. The end of a crescent wrench is shaped like a crescent moon. If you know what a croissant is, that might help you remember what a crescent moon looks like too. Croissant is French for crescent. A gibbous moon is when the moon is more than half full. A gibbous moon looks a little like a gibbon's head. If you don't know what a gibbon is, that's really not very helpful. But somehow you need to remember what a gibbous moon looks like. Another way you can remember the difference between a crescent and a gibbous is that the C in crescent looks like a crescent moon and the G in gibbous is more like a full circle than the C. So the G looks a little more like a gibbous moon than a crescent moon. The moon goes through all of its phases in a month. To help you remember that you could say there's a month of phases. If we looked at the phases on a calendar it would look something like this this particular month happens to have the moon cycle or lunar cycle starting at the beginning of the week this makes it easy to look at but it is also important to remember that the lunar cycle could start any day of the month when you look at this calendar it is easy to see that the four major phases are about a week apart we have the new moon first quarter full moon and third or last quarter between the new moon and the full moon we have the waxing phases. You can see how more and more of the moon is visible each night until the moon is completely full. After the full moon we have the waning phases. You can see that the moon looks smaller and smaller each night until we can't see it at all and a new lunar cycle starts. When the moon appears smaller than half it is a crescent. As you can see the crescent moons are all near the new moon. That makes sense because the new moon is not visible at all, and with crescent moons, not much is visible. The crescent moons at the top of this diagram are called waxing crescents because they are getting brighter each night. The crescent moons at the bottom of this diagram are called waning crescents because they are getting less bright each night. When the moon appears larger than half, it is a gibbous moon. The gibbous moons are all near the full moon, this makes sense because the full moon is completely visible and the gibbous moons are mostly visible the gibbous moons that are highlighted in yellow are called waxing gibbous because they are getting fuller each night the gibbous moons that are highlighted in blue are called waning gibbous because they are getting darker and darker each night by now you should have a good understanding of the four moon phases new first quarter full and third quarter you should also know the difference between waxing and waning and also crescent and gibbous now all we need to do is learn how to draw a moon diagram from scratch as this will be very helpful on tests what we're going to do now is learn how to draw a moon diagram drawing a diagram like this can be very helpful when you're taking a test and you're trying to answer a test question to start off on this diagram What we're going to do is show where the sun is. This is very important to understand where the sun is because it's going to affect all of our moon phases. Here in the middle, I'll draw the Earth. And then around that, I'm going to draw eight little moons. And I'll start with the four major moon phases. This is going to be our new moon, first quarter, full moon, and third quarter. And then four more phases to represent all the moons in between those four. Now, on the inner circle, what happens is it's just showing how the moon is lit up, if you could look at it from space. And so, all we have to do, which is real simple, is to darken half of each of these moons. Every one of these moons should look the same. The side facing the sun is light. The side facing away from the sun is going to be dark. Now, this is called the inner circle. The outer circle is going to show what each one of these moons would look like if you were viewing it from Earth. Over here in the outer circle is going to be the new moon. And you can picture if you were here on the Earth looking at this little moon, what you would see would just be the dark side of the moon. And so this moon is going to be completely dark. We're going to go counterclockwise down to the next major phase. Counterclockwise, it's going to be this way. Our next major phase is going to be a half moon. It's going to be at first quarter. If you could picture being on the Earth and looking from here on the Earth, what you would see would be the left side of the moon would be dark, and the right side would be light. And so this is our first quarter. I'll go ahead and label these. New moon, first quarter. This, of course, would be full moon. If we look from the Earth, the moon's going to look completely white. So that's full. And then again, if we look from the Earth, we get another half moon. That's going to be our third quarter. And from the Earth, you can see, it's going to be look dark on the right and white on the left. So I kind of drew that in the way, didn't I? Okay? And full, obviously, is completely white. Now, as we go along this way, that's waxing. So everything on the bottom on this particular diagram is going to be waxing. Everything on the top is going to be waning. Now, everything that's near the new moon is going to look like a crescent moon. It's going to be white on the right whenever it's waxing and white on the left whenever it's waning. Not the best looking crescent moon I've ever seen, is it? Okay, over here, we're going to have our two gibbous moons. And again, on the waxing side, it's going to be white on the right. On the waning side, it's going to be white on the left. That's really all there is to it. It's pretty simple. So we have our new moon. Here we have a waxing crescent. Here we have a waxing gibbous. I'm going to abbreviate a little bit for you. We have our full, which seems to be missing an O. And then over here, we have another gibbous. So that's going to be our waning gibbous. And I'm going to abbreviate again. And then over here, we have our last crescent and that's going to be a waning crescent. So we can see everything on this side, is going to be crescent. Everything on this side is going to be gibbous. Everything on the top is waning. Everything on the bottom is waxing. But you got to remember that on the test, they might show you a diagram like this, but they'll move the sun to a different location. And so, let's practice it one more time with the sun on the top instead of the sun being on the left. Okay, in this particular moon diagram, we have the sun up here at the top. And that's going to change everything on this moon diagram. So we're going to start with the new moon. It's always going to be right between the sun and the earth. Now again, we have our inner circle, which we could go ahead and fill in, and we're just going to fill in all the sides of the moon that are away from the sun as being dark. And then if we get stuck when we're drawing the diagram, we can always think about the perspective from Earth. So in this instance, as we look from Earth, what we would see is a moon that would be completely dark. That, of course, would be the new moon. Then we're going to go counterclockwise. We always go counterclockwise, which is this direction. Okay, let's do our next major phase. That's going to be over here. We know it's going to be a half moon, so the only trick is trying to remember which side is white and which side is dark. Now, one of the things that makes it easy is we can remember that when it's waxing, the white is always on the right. And so we could just go ahead and darken in the left side. We could also try to think about it as viewing it from the Earth. And there we would see again, if we were viewing from the Earth, it would be white on the right and dark on the left. So this is our first quarter. I'll just write first above it. And then we get to our next major phase, which is about seven days later. That, of course, is going to be our full moon. Full moon looks completely white. And then seven days after that, we get to third quarter. Third quarter is also going to look half white. It's always going to be the opposite of the first quarter. And so this one is dark on the left. This one's going to be dark on the right. And that's third quarter, or last quarter. And then we keep going around this way, counterclockwise. Now, we know that everything from new moon to full moon, going counterclockwise, is going to be waxing. So whatever moon we draw here is going to be waxing. And whatever moon we draw here is also going to be waxing. Anything over here is waning, and over anything over here is waning. We know as we're close to the new moon, we're going to have crescents. And so, over here, I need a crescent that has white on the right, because it's waxing. Near the full moon, we have our gibbous moons. And so I still need white on the right to make our waxing gibbous. Next to the full, we have another gibbous. And so this one is going to need the white on the left. And it's called our waning gibbous. And then up here we have another crescent. And it's going to have to be white on the left. And it's our waning crescent. These moons are just representative of the ones that we would see during this phase. Actually, everything between the new moon and the first quarter is a waxing crescent. Some of them are just going to be a little tiny sliver. And some are going to be almost half white. And same thing with each one of these phases, these are just representative pictures. Now on a test, if you can draw a diagram like this, you should be able to answer almost any test question they throw at you. So hopefully this will be very helpful. So as you've seen, the moon is very fascinating and there are a lot of neat things that we can learn about it, including the different phases. This is something that they like to test on, it seems like every year. And so hopefully learning these things will be able to help you on a couple of key test questions that'll help you pass your tax test.